Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotter-Sullivan, your host in this podcast. I'm going to talk about the many facets of A Journey to Inner Wisdom. And as, as with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we are going. In this journey, there are many tools available to guide us on, on our journey, as well as people who will guide and mentor us. I'm going to talk about the ABCs of the journey to inner wisdom, awareness, beliefs and perceptions, curiosity and creativity, discernment and direction, the Enneagram and energy, focus, flow and flourish, and gratitude, growth and generosity. <laughs> well, really, I'm talking about the ABCDEFGs of wisdom. And maybe when we get to G, we'll carry on. From time to time, I will invite a guest to join the conversation and share their journeys and the tools and guides who journeyed with them. And you will hear about my own ongoing journey and how I arrived here, probably throughout each podcast, you'll hear a little bit. I hope you will join me on this journey. It's all about awareness today. Well, mostly if I can stay on topic. <laughs> there are other words that I will interchange with awareness, attention and awake, for example, but I will always relate them to awareness. I hope you had a chance to consider the transitions that I talked about um, in episode one. I hope you've considered your transitions that you've been going through or you've gone through or you're in the middle of and how you are going through them or have gone through them. And also, have you noticed any fractals on your daily journey? I was out walking, looking into the canopy atop the forest across the street and the patterns are amazing. And I have parsley growing in my greenhouse and the patterns are wonderful. So fractals are really everywhere. So let's focus on awareness today. I always like to start by looking at the word itself and where it came from. So awareness, the first part of the word aware really came about in um, the, eight, uh, the early 1800s. It's late old English and it means watchful or vigilant. The NES at the end denotes action or quality or state. So awareness is a state of being watchful or being vigilant, the action of being vigilant. An earlier word that would have been used would be awaredom. So it evolved into the word awareness. Today in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, with, uh, awareness means knowledge and understanding that something is happening or exists. Now, I'm going to talk about situational awareness. And situational awareness is simply knowing what is going on around us and being able to assess how it will impact in the near future, like driving. So you're driving down the road, you're noticing the traffic, you're noticing the pedestrians, you're noticing the signs, you're noticing the lights. And as you are aware of all of this, you can make quick decisions about how safe it is. Will you make this turn? Will you stop? All of that is part of the situational awareness. We also use situational awareness when we're cooking so that we don't burn ourselves or burn the food. Or when we're walking, paying attention to where our, our feet are or what's on the side of the road. Um, I have a friend who's terribly afraid of not terribly, deathly afraid of snakes. So walking, she is always aware of what is around her and on the side of the path. Or for me, when I'm walking, I'm very aware of 
the dogs in the area because I am afraid of dogs. So I know what you're thinking. That is so obvious. Of course, I'm aware of what is happening around me. I know that I'm listening to this podcast. I know that I am also driving or walking or making dinner. But think for a moment of a time you were driving or going somewhere on the subway or on a train and suddenly you wonder, how did I get here? Where did the time go? Did I go through a red light? Did I miss my stop? We often run on automatic in our busy world or we're distracted by something. And sometimes the distractions are good. I remember driving um, in, near Phoenix, Arizona and we were visiting friends we hadn't seen for a long time. And we just got into a conversation and missed our turn. I think we drove an hour and suddenly thought, oh my goodness, where are we? So there was a different level of awareness there. We were aware of the conversation, but we were not aware of what was going on around us. Tony DeMello once said, most people, even though they don't know it, are asleep. They are born asleep. They live asleep. They marry in their sleep. They breed in their sleep. They die in their sleep without ever waking up. They never understand the loveliness, the beauty of this thing called human existence. George Gurdjieff, who um, reintroduced the Enneagram to the, the Western world, uh, said, awakening is possible only for those who seek it and want it. For those who are ready to struggle with themselves and work on themselves for a very long time and very persistently in order to attain it. So we have to want to be aware beyond situational awareness. He also said, sometimes we have numbed ourselves in order to avoid pain or face a difficult situation. We can do that with substances, work, gaming, disconnecting from the now. When we do this, we are not present to the present. And it's like we're a wraith going through life and not engaging with life. So in order to awaken, we must first of all realize that we are asleep. And there's the rub. We often don't realize that we are asleep. According to Deepak Chopra, awakening happens when you are no longer living in a dream world where you filter everything through your ego and focusing on the future and past. Instead, you have an almost simultaneous awareness of your individual self and the connection between that and everything else. So this is far beyond situational awareness. Richard Rohr, who um, is, is an Enneagram expert said, our job as conscious humans is to bring the beauty and goodness of everything to full consciousness, to full delight and to full awareness. So I just want to comment here about conscious and the unconscious. Um, and when we're talking about being conscious, we're talking about being aware. But when we go into a deeper conscious, and I'll talk about meta-consciousness, meta-awareness, is really pulling from our unconscious. And according to Alfred Adler, the unconscious is nothing other than that which we have been unable to formulate into clear concepts. So we can access them, but we have to we have to be aware of what we're doing. So if we are sleeping through our lives, what is it that we must wake up to in order to fully engage in our, in our, our way of being and our deeper way of knowing? In order to do this, we must 
go beyond just knowing and understanding that something is happening or existing or will impact us in the next, the near future. We need to go beyond situational awareness, which can be called a first order of knowing. We notice and maybe do a bit of reflection and we conclude that we understand what is going on around us. So that is situational awareness, first level of, of knowing. It's kind of like the first order of um, learning. When we go deeper into what more is happening besides what meets the eye and the other senses for that matter, we may begin to notice more than our conscious mind can register. Our perception actually gives what is happening around us a twist or a tint, a bit of an interpretation that others do not have. I am often not even aware of the twist or bias of my own perception. It falls into the realm of, I don't know what I don't know, and it resides in my unconscious. Let's explore what deeper awareness may look like. In education and psychology, we talk about cognition and metacognition. Cognition is comprised of our mental processes, our conscious mental activities, thinking, understanding, learning, and remembering. Metacognition is the awareness of one's own learning or thinking process. So what if we could enter the realm of meta-awareness and observe how we pay attention and how we react to the world around us? What if by entering into the deeper level or second order awareness, we become aware that our unique perspective on the world is our own creation and we can change that perception at any time. We can do this because we created it in the first place. Okay, I'm already talking about beliefs and perception and I'm jumping into the next episode. So you're going to see that all of these topics are so intertwined that we're going to bump one into the other. So as much as I can, I'll, I'll try to weave that in in each episode. So let me get back to awareness. When I shift from situational awareness and enter into the field of meta-awareness, as DeMello states, I wake up and I begin to notice what is going on at a deeper level. And then I'm able to shift my perspective. I now have more choices and I begin to notice patterns in my life. He also states that that is what wisdom means, to be changed without the slightest effort on your part, to be transformed, believe it or not, merely by waking to reality that is not words, that lies beyond the reach of words. So it's about an inner knowing. So how do we shift to meta-awareness? There are many roads to meta-awareness, yoga, meditation, guided retreats, therapy, energy work, coaching, the awareness exercise, to name a few. I've used all of these, and perhaps the simplest way to develop your meta-awareness is by using the awareness exercise. I was first introduced to a form of the awareness exercise on a seven-day silent retreat 40 years ago. I've used it myself and with retreatants, as well as taught it at workshops over the decades. It will take you into meta-awareness when it's used consistently. So to reiterate, Meta-awareness involves waking up to what's going on with us, with our thoughts, our feelings, our body sensations and impulses in each moment. We are simultaneously in our experience, feeling, sensing what's going on. And at the same time, we're able to notice some of the ways it's unfolding for us. So it's not just the surface, it's actually at a deeper level. 
When we have that awareness, then we can choose what we can do next. When we don't have it, we're stuck in the rut of our familiar habitual reactions. So how do we pay attention in this meta-awareness uh, mode? So whatever tools of awareness that we use, what is important is that we're paying attention with all of our senses, with our head, heart, and gut, our imagination and memory, and our intuition. Our senses will give us a cursory inventory of what is happening around us, what we see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Our brain is directly involved with interpreting what our senses sense. So at this level, we're talking about situational awareness, but we can't get to meta-awareness without situational awareness. Our energy centers, our heart, our head, and our gut will take us, begin taking us to deeper levels. So our heart will reveal our emotional response to whatever is happening, both positive and negative, to what is or what has happened. One of the big obstacles is that we often don't pay attention to our negative emotions, and sometimes we overemphasize our positive emotions. When we are in a meta-awareness state, we can observe in a somewhat detached way and learn from our emotions rather than being ruled by them. Of course, our head and brain is directly connected to our five senses. However, I'm talking here about our mind and the spin we put on what we experience. Our mind is always looking for evidence that supports our perspectives. We'll talk more about that in episode three. But our, so our mind can also get in the way as well as giving us information, especially when we have a two-way conversation and are arguing with ourselves. If that happens to you, and I know it does because it happens to everybody, Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul, will, will help with those two-way conversations when we're criticizing ourselves. One of the things that um, he talks about is, would you ever talk to your best friend or for, to your partner the way you talk to yourself in your head? No. So it's a good idea to start to really manage the, those conversations in your head. And our gut body will give us information about whatever is happening to us. Our body is a repository of memories and emotions. Just think for a moment of a great vacation. And as you sit there and think about it, you can experience the emotions, even have a body reaction to that great vacation. If I think about being bit by a dog when I was eight years old, or I touch the scar on my leg, I can experience the scene as if it was yesterday. So our bodies hold both positive and negative memories. They also, the, the extreme negative would be trauma, small t and, and capital T as well. And if your body is holding trauma, be sure to get a professional to help you to release that trauma. With each energy center, we need to be aware of how we are reacting and interacting with the experience. Often we are not, and so it is a moment when we are asleep. Usually we have a dominant energy center, but as we become more aware, we can develop and pay attention to the other two centers to, so that they become more active and responsive to the world around us. Our intuition is often downplayed in our culture. Um, and it is another way of knowing, and it serves our awareness. Our intuition is the soft, still voice that reveals our deepest wisdom. 
It's to be paid attention to. Our imagination and memory also impact our awareness. Our memories are about our past, usually. Our imagination is more about our future. Even when we recall a memory and then we imagine it again, we take it into our future. It's like, and we'll, I'll talk more about this in episode three, our present is not really the present, it's our past present because we're constantly reliving the past because that's, that's what's in our head. So using all these ways of paying attention, we become more aware of our inner and outer patterns of being and of doing. And as we become more aware of these patterns, we can then have more choices about how we engage with our world. When I practice the awareness exercise, I begin to notice aspects of my day that I missed I did, or I didn't pay attention to. And I find that there's a richness to my day that I was not aware of. And this will take me into a state of gratitude, which is later on in our episodes. And with regular practice, I begin to notice those moments as they happen rather than later in the day. So I have more choice in the present moment about how I react to whatever is going on. For example, you're waiting for the subway and it's a hot muggy day. You begin to be irritated and your thoughts are in complaint mode. You become more tense and uncomfortable. You're cranky and irritable. By the time you get home, you are a mess and you have to sit down, you have to decompress, have a glass of wine or what, a cup of tea or whatever. Speaking of tea, I've got this lovely peppermint tea. I'm just gonna have a drink of it. And your evening is kind of ruined. But another way is to be aware that you are hot and sweaty. You notice your jaw is clenched, so you relax it. You notice the other people around you. You scan your body. You notice that your, your shoulders are tense, so you kind of drop them. You relax a little bit. You get a reading of how you're experiencing the situation. You notice your irritation and crankiness, and you say, is this how I want to feel? as opposed to letting the crankiness and irritation rule the moment. Simply by noticing and being meta-aware, you're able to make a choice to stay irritated or to relax and let life unfold. There's not much you can do about the heat and you can't make the train come faster. Your choice, but now you are aware. So meta-awareness brings the unconscious to our consciousness. In episode one, I talked about transitions and I just wanna go back to that for a moment. I've been reflecting on transitions since the last episode and I want to take the conversation a little bit further. I was speaking about big transitions that we go through in our lives, graduations, weddings, births, deaths, breakdown of relationships, work, business, moving home, our home, et cetera. Eckhart Tolle in his, in his book, The Power of Now states, as soon as you honor the present moment, all unhappiness and struggle dissolve and life begins to flow with joy and ease. When you act out the present moment awareness, whatever you do becomes imbued with a sense of quality, care and love, even the most simple action. Think about for a moment what the present is. It's a moment in time, a pause. It's just a pause between the past and the future. The past is huge. The future is huge. The present is a pause. 
It's a moment. If I'm not aware, I miss the moment. I'm either thinking about what just happened or I'm planning what will happen next. Now, don't get me wrong. It's important to plan. But often our minds spend more time in the future than in the now or more time in the past, analyzing what has happened, being sentimental about the past, or how we would love it if the present were the same. And we just miss the present. So we are, we are constantly, every moment in transition, and we can miss the moments that are precious. So meta-awareness brings us fully into the present, and we become more available to choose how we live and respond to this very moment. So I invite you to practice meta-awareness. Review your day, notice your reactions, notice your lack of reaction, notice what you didn't notice before, and soon you will, be, you will begin to notice patterns and uncover beliefs about your life and your world. Let your unconscious knowing rise to consciousness and begin to understand what you don't know you don't know. Next time, we will explore those beliefs and patterns that rise through meta-awareness, and we will begin to discover and uncover what we can do with those. I'm sure you've already noticed that the journey to inner wisdom, as I said earlier, is not a linear journey. Each of the topics that I explore will impact the other, and they are all interconnected in an intimate and sometimes mysterious way. But then isn't life just like that? It certainly is not linear. So I'll see you next time on a journey to inner wisdom.